Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. And after a long, long, long break, the Bruins are back, baby! Yes, that's right. Uh, Due to the All-Star break and their bye week, the Bruins have not played in about 10 days. Uh, They'll be back in action tonight in Winnipeg against the Jets. We'll take some time to tee up that game, as well as some news and notes from around the NHL and uh, a quick look at where the Bruins stack up against their competition. Now that the unofficial second half of the season is set to begin, the Bruins are, of course, well past the halfway point with only, uh, what, 31 games remaining on the schedule. Um, First place in the Atlantic with uh, Tampa Bay and, well, not really anybody else. Tampa Bay closing in. Uh, a little bit quickly, but we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, yeah, I want to remind you that I am your host, Ian McLaren. You can find me on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. You can also find the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. If you hear some shouting in the background, that's due to the fact that today is a PA day up here in Ontario, and my children are off from school, and I'm trying to occupy them with their Nintendo DSs and the live-action version of The Jungle Book on Disney+, Plus, which actually is a a pretty good movie. Um, You can also find the show wherever podcasts are available, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, If you're an Apple user, I do encourage you to leave a review. Hopefully it's a bit better than the one I received the other day where uh, the comment was good content, poor delivery, and uh, that the podcast sounds as though I'm an eighth grader forced to give a book report on the Bruins. Thanks for the continued support, and uh, hopefully I can bring a bit more energy to the podcast today. Uh, Again, this is a bit of a a grind, sometimes hard to, uh, you know, provide the best content possible. Seeing as this is kind of a, a side thing, I do have a family, three children, full-time job, but I love to talk about the Bruins, and I'm happy to be the host of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, and uh, yeah, let's get it on with some content. Now, the Bruins returned to practice yesterday, and the good news was that uh, Rask, Tuka Rask, that is, um, appears set to return to the net for tonight's game against the Jets. He missed three games with a concussion before the team's bye week. Uh, He was placed on injured reserve after taking a blindside blow to the head from Blue Jackets forward Emil Bemstrom on January 14th. Uh, Rask, yesterday he said he had motion sickness, uh, and that was different than uh, his previous bouts with concussion. Headaches weren't too bad. But uh, sitting in the car, he started walking, and things were kind of spinning a bit. Uh, probably because I got hit in the side of the head, so it messed up my balance, he said. But other than that, I felt pretty good. Rask, of course, had the time on injured reserve, and he also had um, the uh, seven or eight days off due to the All-Star break, which he was going to skip anyways. He had been named to the All-Star game, and then the bye week Um So, yeah, he had a concussion last uh, January as well. In the last game before the All-Star break, he said it was similar uh, to those symptoms, although they're all different as far as the symptoms and timeline. I think it's pretty much the same, he said. Uh, He didn't have to sit in a dark room. Uh, He was able to live his life for for the most part right after, so that was good. And we saw evidence of that when he was able to attend 
uh, his honoring ceremony prior to the break. Um, you know, if he's able to go in the bright lights and in front of the crowd, that's generally a good sign. Um, Bruce Cassidy said Tuca's looking great. There's no concerns about um, being suspended for the one game because he was injured over the All-Star break. Uh, so they're going to confirm with Tuca after practice today. Uh, his first really high-stress practice, but barring anything, he'll probably be the starter on uh, Friday against Winnipeg. Uh, if he's not able to go, he's definitely going to play on Saturday in Minnesota against the Wild. So expect Halak or Rask to start tonight, but most likely Rask against the Jets on Friday and Halak against the Wild on um, Saturday. Rask said, I think our mindset coming off this break has to be the same. We don't feel comfortable. We've got enough points so far that we're in a good spot standings-wise, but we're not going to feel comfortable taking nights off because everybody knows you have to find that groove, going to the playoffs and feel good, feel like your game is in a good spot team-wise when you go into the playoffs. And uh, we'll get to that kind of look at the standings here in a moment as uh, you know um, the Tampa Bay Lightning are uh, quickly approaching uh, the Bruins in the standings. The lines based on practice on Thursday looked like this and I'm a really big fan of these lines. Obviously we have Marshawn Berger on Pasternak. Second line we have Heinen, Krejci, and Kuhlman. Third line is DeBrusque, Coyle, and Bjork, and then Nordstrom, Corrali, and Wagner. Uh, we saw Anton Bleed come in the previous game and looked really good on the fourth line, but it looks like Nordstrom's uh, back up to full health and will be back on that spot. Defense, uh, Chara McAvoy, Krug, Carlo, Lozon is back up uh, with Matt Grizzlick, and I really liked the look of that as well. So that's kind of what the lineup looks like for uh, Friday night's game in... Uh, Winnipeg. Uh, the Jets are currently on the outside of the Western Conference playoff picture. They are uh, 25, 22, and 4 through uh, 51 games. Good for 54 points, three back of Vegas for the second wildcard spot, and uh, six back of Dallas for third place in the Central. Um, they've been a bit of a surprising team this season, to be honest. Uh, people thought they'd take a step back due to um, being without Dustin Bufflin, Jacob Truba's gone. Um, but Connor Hellebuck has really stepped up and, and he could be the difference in tonight's game against uh, the Bruins. So the Boston will have to really put the pressure on him early, try to get some, um, some pucks on net and get it into the back of the net and, and just play that full 60 minute game that they've really been talking about lately. Uh, Kevin Miller and Connor Clifton both skated on Thursday morning. Uh, they don't really appear close to returning to game action. Miller, of course, has yet to play this season, but he's slowly um, increasing his workload. Um, so, you know, positive steps. He did have some setbacks. Um, so we'll see if he's able to return at any point. The Bruins are in need of a right-shot defenseman with some physical presence. Ideally, they'd be able to fill that with Miller returning, but... Uh, the jury is still very much out as to whether he'll be able to return to the lineup this season. Uh, the other big news on uh, Thursday was a statement from Bruins general manager Don Sweeney uh, on the status of veteran winger uh, David Backus. Sweeney wrote, 
uh, or released this via the team. After speaking with David, we have agreed that it is in the best interest of David and the Bruins for him not to play in Providence at this time. David is fit and able to play, but in order to preserve all potential options for both David and the Bruins moving forward, we have decided this is the best course of action. Bacchus, of course, cleared waivers earlier in January. He was given some time off over the break, like the rest of the NHL players, uh, to make a decision on his future. It seems as though he wants to play, but um, there's not uh, a desire for him right now to go to the AHL. The Bruins might want to keep him healthy so that they can uh, try to trade him. And actually, Haley Salvian of The Athletic, uh, just this morning, she wrote that uh, an unexpected name to the Ottawa Senators' list of trade deadline targets could be David Backus. The Senators do have quite a lot of cap space, uh, $5.8 million to be precise. And if the Bruins are going to be required as we all believe, to kick in some assets in order to move him, then uh, Haley contends the Senators should take any opportunity to add some assets. Um, we all know that the cost of dumping Patrick Marlowe was a first-round pick that the Maple Leafs sent to the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, I don't know if I really like that route for the Bruins, but you know if they're able to uh, flip... Uh, Bacchus and that first round pick, clear some space, and then subsequently um, pick up a rental player or other assets to make the team better, then it's worth worth it because we all know the window will not remain super wide for this team for very much longer. There's questions about um, Tory Krug, uh, Yaroslav Halak, who are unrestricted free agents. The Bruins have to re-sign DeBrusque. Bjork and Grizzlick will be restricted free agents. Um, so getting Bacchus off the books would not only give them some cap space for the trade deadline, but also the freedom to get out from under his uh, full $6 million cap hit next year. Um, so yeah, the Bruins and Senators could be uh, bedfellows here in this uh, potential, whatever you want to call it, uh, rescuing of the Bruins from the situation and the senators could benefit by, um, you know, getting some assets from the Bruins. Um, I mean, a guy like Nemesnikov could be a good depth for, for the Bruins. Mark Boriecki could add some of that, um, you know, physicality that they're looking for on the blue line. Um, and, you know, a first round pick could definitely, probably, definitely, probably, probably, no, let's say definitely get that done. Um, but yeah, Haley Savian believes it's something both teams could explore. Uh, we all know the Ducks have already said they're willing to take on some some uh, deals as well. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. And uh, that's pretty much it for news and notes from Bruins land here heading into Friday's game against the Winnipeg Jets. Taking a look at um, yeah, let's just take a look at where the Bruins stand here, uh, heading into the final 31 games of the season. In terms of total points, they are second place tied with the St. Louis Blues at uh, 70 points through 51 games, a record of 29, 10, and 12. We all know they lead the NHL in overtime and shootout losses with 12. That's three more than the Ottawa Senators. 
the St. Louis Blues, who Boston is tied with at 70 points, is actually third in that category, tied with Columbus and New Jersey with eight. Goal differential, the Bruins are third in the NHL, um, tied with Washington at plus 34. The Colorado Avalanche are plus 36. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are plus 39. And again, that's who the Bruins really need to watch out for at this point in the season. Tampa Bay is at 65 points, uh, five back of the Bruins with a game in hand. Uh, they're 7-2-1 and one in their last 10 games and are really uh, proving to be more like the team that kind of ran through the league last year than the team that struggled out of the gate this season. Uh, elsewhere in the Atlantic, the... Um, uh, Florida Panthers are four points back of Tampa uh, in the race for second place. They have a game in hand on the Lightning, actually, so um, it's possible that they can move up, but but I doubt that. They'll probably be um, in a battle with the Maple Leafs down the stretch for um, for third or maybe even second if, if Toronto can improve. Toronto does have one more game played than Tampa and two more than Florida, and they have 61 points which is tied with Florida at the moment. Uh, So the Bruins, uh, five points ahead of Tampa, nine points ahead of both Toronto and Florida. They should be able to hold off those two teams, but there are some questions as to whether they'll be able to um, hold off the Lightning. The Lightning are a top five team in terms of Corsi, four percentage in the NHL at 53.28. The Bruins are currently 12th at 50.57 in terms of expected goals the lightning are first at 54.65 and the bruins are down in 14th at 51.01 this is an even strength play we all know the bruins have a formidable power play they have excellent tandem in net that's really helped them this season and in order for them to be successful uh, they really need to uh, step up five on five really um yeah, out shoot the opposition, get more attempts than the opposition, really get in those high danger zone areas in order to um, make sure that they're firing on all cylinders um, and that they're not relying on the power play for success because that can be uh, a bit of a fickle uh, thing to rely on. Um, So yeah, that's where the Bruins stand here heading into the... Uh, unofficial second half of the season. I don't think anyone would complain about where they are at this point. We all know that they have left some points on the table. Um, They could be well in first if they had, you know, one, even a few of those um, shootout losses, overtime losses. Uh, Hopefully they've learned their lessons and can move forward from those. Um, I think we all know as well that this isn't the finished product that the Bruins will almost certainly add another forward before the trade deadline, uh, maybe two even, and maybe some help on defense as well. So um, there will be some moving around. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what Don Sweeney does here prior to the deadline, which is rapidly approaching. And on that note, let's take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Those of you who have been listening to the podcast for quite some time will have heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. 
You may not know that Locked On Bruins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Bruins fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listeners. A Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Bruins fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put our company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Again, that's advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Could be some trouble brewing in Arizona as the uh, Coyotes are apparently um, being investigated for employing illegal tactics in, in terms of recruiting. Uh, some CHL teams have accused the club of putting draft eligible players through physical testing, which is not allowed prior to uh, the annual NHL combine in June. They could face uh, fines, perhaps uh, forfeiting some draft picks if they are indeed uh, found guilty of this. Uh, I don't know why that would be the case, why they would do that. They uh, Rules are clearly stipulated, and uh, they've been pretty savvy draft-wise. So, uh, yeah, it'd be kind of shocking if, if that were the case. They were found guilty of that, but, um, yeah, crazier things have happened. Uh, more bad news for the San Jose Sharks, who have just had a disastrous season. Uh Winger Thomas Hurdle is out for the season after suffering torn knee ligaments during Wednesday's loss to Vancouver. Uh, uh, if you remember, their draft pick was sent to the Ottawa Senators in the Eric Carlson trade. It's not uh, lottery protected. Uh, so if the Senators, as I mentioned before, could get a first-round pick from the Bruins, uh, they could have three, three first-rounders this year. Uh, and two of them could be very, very high, which is good news for them as it's a very talented draft class this year, headlined by uh, Alex Lafreniere, Quentin Byfield. Uh, so that's, um, yeah, good news for the Senators after, um, you know, kind of bungling the Matt Duchesne trade and losing out on uh, that high draft pick last season. Stop me if you heard this before, but Chris Kreider's name is coming up again in trade rumors. Uh, Pierre Lebrun on TSN, he said at least eight teams have expressed interest in Chris Kreider. The Rangers' asking price could be similar to what they got for Kevin Hayes last season, which was a young NHL player and a first-round pick. Uh, apparently, the Rangers are still hoping they can sign him, but they haven't had any um, contract discussions yet. Uh, Lebrun didn't explicitly name those teams, but... Um, we can kind of put together who those teams might be. Uh, Arizona, apparently, uh, our Boston Bruins, Colorado, Pittsburgh, Philly, the Blues, and the Golden Knights all seem to be interested in um, Kreider. The front runners, probably more along the lines of the Bruins, Avalanche, Penguins, and Blues. He does have an 11-team no-trade no list, uh, which he might need to uh, confirm before the deadline. 
Joe Haggerty, our old friend from NBC Sports Boston, uh, he uh, wrote about the Bruins and the Ducks being a potential trade partners in terms of David Backus. Uh, the Ducks have Andre Cache, who I mentioned the other day, defenseman Josh Manson, who could address some of the Bruins' needs. Um, the Ducks and Bruins have recently been scouting each other. Um, and, you know, they have said that they're willing to take on a high-salaried player who's on an expiring contract uh, this season. Obviously, Backus has another season left in his deal, uh, which could complement complicate matters but um yeah it looks like the ducks and um senators could be the teams that could help the bruins out here um that's pretty much it for news and notes from around the nhl for today uh and for the podcast my weekend plans include uh going up to uh wasaga beach which is a, a popular destination here in ontario one of my best buddies from college, uh, he and his wife are expecting twins in the next couple months. They already have two kids, so um, we are, or he is gathering some buds from college, and we're going up to spend the weekend together before that craziness sets in. And I'm very much looking forward to that. You can find uh, some raucous tweets of mine, Tipsy Ian, on Twitter at Ian C McLaren. Uh, follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. I'm hoping to still be able to keep an eye on tonight and tomorrow night's games via the wonders of uh, Wi-Fi and NHL Game Center and my phone. Uh, so, yeah, I hope you all have a great weekend. I hope you all survived the um, bye week. Bruins are back. I'm very much excited to see what this team is able to do down the stretch. I really do think they have the capability to contend once again and kind of uh, erase that uh, bad memories from last season. But, you know, it's a crapshoot, as we all know, and um, nothing is guaranteed in the NHL, no matter how well you do in the regular season. So not to bum you all out, but it's going to be hard, but I think they can do it. Um, So, yeah, I hope you all have a great weekend. I'll talk to you again on Monday, and go Bruins. This is a Locked On Podcast Network. We're Uh, Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, your favorite hockey team every single day. Peace out, friends.